Each one of us is a perfect crystalline snowflake. There's no one just like the other. Stories, however, remind us that we're all just made of snow. I'm Don Hall, and this is the Peculiar Journeys Podcast. Welcome. This is Don Hall. I am recording uh, in my apartment just outside uh, the street is the Dude Division Festival, which is one of uh, Chicago's street fests. It's kind of amazing. Lots of, I mean, there it's the summer, so there will be a street fest every single week and probably multiple street fests all over the city of Chicago. This is what we do in Chicago in the summer. Lots of bands, lots of beer, lots of smoking weed out on the street. It's just kind of one of those things. That's the Chicago way. Today's episode is going to be all about Joe Janes and I. Joe has been my friend since 1990. I met him at Second City when we were both taking classes. In fact, I auditioned in the same group at Second City for classes. And when I got put in the classes, the first thing he said when he saw me there was, oh, they let you in? My audition was not the greatest audition in the whole world, but they must have seen something in me. I've known Joe that long. We've done so. There are more stories about Joe and I that I have of just shit we've gotten up to. It's uncanny. Everything from one night going to a peep show to uh, him driving with me to my grandmother's funeral in Kansas to he and I going to New York for his birthday for a weekend. At one point, he decided that he was going to write a sketch a day for 365 days, sort of a, 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 a mock-up of the Susan Laurie Parks 365 plays, 365 days. He ended up writing all 365 sketches, so I produced all 365 sketches in three weekends with, I, I think it was 26 different shows. It was amazing. He ended up publishing a book, and it's such a big book that you could probably bean a burglar with it. It's that fucking big. So many stories that I've got of Joe. We've just known each other for so long. We've gone through. We did a, a show not not just last week was the sixth anniversary of a show we did called Don Hall and Joe Janes are trying to get laid by doing this show at Sketchfest, and he ended up uh, as a remembrance on Facebook put the video of a dance routine that we did that uh, we we uh, Erica Reed taught us and we did for part of that show. And that was a great show. That happened to be a show. I had just been informed. I just basically decided one way or another, however you want to look at it, that I was getting divorced from my second ex-wife and he had just been released from being engaged to a woman. I think as far as I know, the only woman he's ever asked to marry him. And so we kind of healed our pain by doing a satirical show for Sketchfest all about 
that experience for us. It's just been one of those things. Joe is a, a minch. I often say that uh, he's the Spock to my Kirk. You know, I'm the I'm the guy that says, "Hey, I want to do this thing," and he says, "Well, that might not be a good idea." And I go, "Oh, let's do it anyway," and then he joins me and we do it anyway. That's kind of the thing. A perfect example of that for his I think it was his 50th birthday he ended up writing online like a bucket list a joke bucket list and the joke bucket list included jumping out of a plane like things he hadn't done that he was going to do now that he was turning 50 so I immediately went online and found a skydiving organization skydive Chicago and bought both of us jumping uh you know we bought i bought that thing and then i called him and i said yeah um we're jumping out of planes i, I didn't want to i don't want to do that and i said it's too late i already dropped 700 dollars non-refundable you gotta go and uh we went and his brother and his brother's girlfriend came and we jumped out of the plane and he had a ball and it was not that he's ever going to do it again but it was a lot of fun so joe and i have been through the ringer he's the guy that i can count on if i need a kidney although i wouldn't want his kidney i know he doesn't want mine we've done he there've been roasts of each other there have been so many shows he wrote his first full-length play metaluna and the amazing science of the mind review i produced that i played a character he wrote for me called the name was armitage shanks and armitage shanks is actually a brand of toilet in scotland we went to scotland he's actually going to scotland this summer with a show called our christian nation that he wrote that's a another satire a satire on what would the world be like if it if if the the religious right completely took over which isn't that far from where we're at right now so you know he's timely he's amazing uh, he's a great guy uh, and my best friend for 30 years almost so uh that is today i i recorded over couple weeks ago at a brand new show called Backroom Stories in Oak Park. It's curated by Peter Legrand and Margaret Burke. It's a great new show. It's a great backroom of a bar. And uh, I recorded this this story. The first time I did this story was at the Grand, I think it was the last Moth Grand Slam that I hosted, I think. Um, and I did this story. And I hadn't done the story since. So this was an opportunity to do this story again. And so I hope you enjoy Trunk Club. The thing about middle-aged is that after time has passed, certain things and ideas calcify and cement themselves. So I think you understand. <laughs> An example is that I am 51 years old and I'm, I am absolutely in favor of the use of gender neutral pronouns, but I've been using he and she and him and her for 50 years, so it's taken me a little bit of time. I'm working on it. I believe in it, but it, it, it's, a, it's, it's a stretch. I'm working on those ligaments. I'm stretching those tendons. Another example is that, you know, when I was younger, I could sleep anywhere. I could sleep in, I could wake up in the gutter <laughs> and be fine, except for that I was in a gutter. Now, my wife and I have a very firm mattress, and when I go to a hotel or out of town of any kind, even to my mother's house in Kansas, I know that when I wake up the next morning in a strange bed, my lower back is gonna hurt. 
I'm going to have to stretch it out. And it makes me not want to go places where I'm going to sleep in a bed that's not mine. But I know that that would really be limiting in sort of an agoraphobic way. <laughs> One of the ways that older, middle-aged people can experience that midlife crisis, to can uncalcify it, is, is fashion. I have not uncalcified my fashion. I've become more calcified. My friend Joe, who's 55 years old, and he's been my friend for about 30 years, he and I have seen each other go through phases. He's seen me through two divorces and was the best man in my third wedding. He has gone through himself, the forum, which is basically an updated est. You know, he's, he's, I've, he's gone through phases, I've gone through, and a couple years ago he was going through the fashion phase. I understand the fashion phase. In the 80s, I had parachute pants, I had mesh shirts, I had bleach blonde hair, I had red jelly glass frames. I mean, I went, I did, I did the fashion thing. Kind of calcified along the way. Joe, for Christmas, gets me a gift certificate to the Trunk Club. A $100 gift certificate to the Trunk Club. Now, you have to understand two things. First of all, Joe is a teacher at Second City and an adjunct professor at Columbia College, so $100 is a lot of money for Joe. But $100 is not a lot of money for Trunk Club. <laughs> Trunk Club, just so you know, is an online, primarily an online service where you go online, you say, here are my sizes, here are my taste preferences. They send you a box of clothes. You try them on. If you like those clothes, you get paid a lot of money for them. Or if you don't like them, you put them back in the box and you send them back. That's Trunk Club. They have a few brick and mortar clubs they had one in the loop. He gives me the card. Now here's the thing. If clothes make the man, then my name is not really Don Hall. My name is sort of, it's Eddie Bauer, who hails from Old Navy. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know? So I don't really want to use the gift certificate. And I think, you know, but it's a Christmas present, and, and I know it would cost him a lot of money, so I don't want to just totally blow it off. But I kind of put it off. I'm not going to use the online thing because the online thing is annoying to me. I, again, calcifying my, I love online purchasing and having things mailed to me. I don't like putting things back in a box and then having to mail it back. It's just not something I'm into. So, and maybe that's just me being 51. Maybe I just don't like it. I don't know. I'm not worried about it, but I don't really want to do that. He understands this and he starts to hammer on me. But every week, hey, you know they've got this place downtown, Chicago. You can get free beer. What? You can get free beer. They give you free beer. It's some free beer. Ah. So after about two months of this, I finally relent. Okay, it is a Christmas present, and he seems really excited about it. So I said, all right, I'll go. I'll meet you after work. So I go to the brick-and-mortar store downtown Chicago, the trunk club. And I go in, and I notice three things right away. Number one, they give you free booze. <laughs> and there's very few places anywhere on the planet Earth 
that will give you free booze without an agenda. <laughs> Second thing I notice is that every salesperson, every stylist, is a very attractive 25-year-old woman. <laughs> and I notice that every, third thing, every customer is a middle-aged man. <laughs> and I understand that I have entered a, a, a place in the world where feminism was discarded for capitalism. <laughs> where the whole point was that young women would use their looks and their charm to get slightly drunk middle-aged men to buy really expensive clothes. <laughs> Like a throwback. I expected Fred McMurray to walk in and be noir. I just it was like, okay, this is not happening. But uh, all right, I got a hundred bucks. Let's see what happens. So I go to the bar. I get some free beer. I drink two free beers before Joe gets there. Joe gets there. Joe says, have you met Kristen? I said, no, I have not met Kristen. I'm waiting for you. Because Kristen's your stylist. She's my stylist as well. And then Kristen, like magic, appears. Very attractive. Brunette, 25-year-old woman. And I can tell immediately that Joe is fond of Kristen. <laughs> in the way that 55-year-old men can be fond of 25-year-old very attractive women. Not in a paternal way. So we go. Kristen takes us over to my personal styling area. It's, oh, it's serious. Seriously, this place is very high-end. It's a leather couch. Actually, it's not a couch. It's a leather love seat because only Joe and I can sit on it. But it's, ooh, it's leather. And right to my left is an iPad on a stand where I can order more drinks. So I do. And then Kristen sits on a little bench. And she says, okay, John. I said, yes, Kristen. What can we do for you? I said, well, okay, Kristen, I want to make it very clear. I want to make two things really very clear before we really get into this mess. She said, okay. I said, number one, I have a $100 gift certificate, and this is all I'm spending today. And I handed it to her. I said, the second thing I want to tell you is that I'm not looking for a style makeover. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm pretty happy with my style. I said, I like, I like black. <laughs> I like dark blue. I like gray. I like black. <laughs> I don't like stretchy pants. Under no circumstances, and I and under no, I'm not gonna wear stretchy pants. My jeans need to be just denim, no stretchy. That's it, okay? I said I don't like prints, no polka dots or flowers. So we're on the same page. She goes, we'll see. <laughs> And she gets up and leaves. And I said, what, what's going on? And Joe says, well, she's going to go and compile and bring back some clothes that you have to try on. I said, when you say I have to try them on, 
do I have? He goes, yeah, it's a Christmas present. The <laughs> guilt, the guilt. So I said, all right, all right. So she comes back with a, a cornucopia of candy-like substances. <laughs> this pile of multicolored clothes. Everything I said I didn't want. Everything I was very clear, I thought I was very clear that I didn't want any of this. And so, but now I, I'm gonna, the peer pressure, she's pressuring me thinking that she's charming and have ne that she's never met my wife. And she's really charming and beautiful. So she, she but she's putting on the charm. Joe's kind of like, oh, come on, come on. So, I, all right. So she gives me the clothes and I go back into the dressing area. And the first thing I notice is that no matter what she's given me, nothing, nothing is less than $100. The t-shirts are more than $100. So I realize this is gonna be a bit of a challenge and I'm glad I'm getting free beer. So I, I the first thing I put on, I know I'm no, I don't want this, it is a salmon shirt with a lime green collar and made of material that as I put it on that I felt like if I stretched out really good it would just shred like I was the Incredible Hulk but I put it on and sure enough stretchy jeans I put the stretchy jeans on I put the shirt on I come out to model of course, according to Kristen, I look fabulous. <laughs> Except for Joe laughing in the background, I would think she was right. <laughs> so I go back, I go, no, nah. I go back, and I keep trying on. And every once in a while I stop to drink some more free beer and order some more free beer, because it's free. <laughs> Why not? And we go through, and every once in a while, there'd be like a, like a, a, a plain shirt, a shirt of one color a solid dark shirt. I go, something like this, more like this, you know, because I'm trying to give, I'm trying to guide her to dress me the way I would like to dress because I don't want to leave empty-handed. The t-shirts don't fit. The t-shirts are rigged and made of material that feels alien and I don't want to wear, I don't even like the t-shirts at this place. So this is really not going very well. So a, another shirt, there's a, like a dark denim shirt that's not stretchy. I go, something like this, more like these. This is a good shirt. We've been there 75 minutes, 90 minutes. I'm a little bit lit. <laughs> and I realize I want to get out of here. I have paid this, the Christmas angel has performed his task. I'm done with the Christmas angel. Thank you, Joe. I'm getting something, getting the hell out of here. And so I'm looking and I, and finally I find, and I don't like the shirt. It's like made of material that's like paper mache and it's red and black, which is okay. And it's plaid, which is not that okay, but it's better than nothing and it's $98. <laughs> so I come out and I go, all right, I'm done. Thank you, Kristen, you've been super helpful. Um, I want this shirt. This is the shirt I'm gonna buy. And she goes, great, and she leaves. And Joe and I sit here and he goes, that was pretty awful for you. I said, yeah, yeah, it's pretty awful. <laughs> but it's okay, and I ordered another couple beers. She comes back 
And I have a thing on my phone that indicates when, and she took my credit card because I figured $98 is probably going to be some tax. So let's be fair. But whenever there's a charge on my account that's over a certain amount, it's going to alert me. And I get an alert. And the alert says that I've been charged $380 for this $98 shirt that I should only be paying $2 and some tax. So she shows up with a bag with three shirts. I went, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I only wanted the red guest, but you liked the other two. <laughs> These are two shirts I said more like that. She said, you liked the other two. I said, Kristen, I don't want to be rude, but I like a lot of women, but I only have sex with my wife. <laughs> See how that works? I like that shirt, and I'm not buying those two. So you're going to have to charge that back. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> she looks at Joe. Joe has no willpower. Joe is fond of Kristen in a non-paternal way. And Joe's like, I mean, he did like the shirts. I said, no, no, I didn't like them that much. And you made me wear three pairs of stretchy pants, which is bad. That was a bad move on your part, Kristen. I said, no stretchy pants. All right. So she goes back. She charges it back. I end up paying $115 for the shirt. I get out of Dodge. Thank you. I put it in the bag. I leave it in the bag. The first time I told this story, I told it at the Grand Slam of the Moth where I was hosting. And I had never worn the shirt. And at the end of the story, I held up the bag with the shirt in it. And I said, is there anybody out there about 5'11", 190 pounds that wants this freaking shirt. The guy in the back of the audience says, I want it. He comes up, he takes the shirt, it's gone. Joe was a little upset by that, but he also thought it was funny. And what I will say is that I'd love to say that that was it. <laughs> but in that calcification and in the relimbering of my thing, about two weeks ago, I went to a Levi's store. And I bought these jeans. And I said, I just wanted a pair of jeans, flat jeans, loose fit, great. I come home, and I put them on. They're stretchy jeans. And in the uncalcification of my cemented ways, I will tell you that these are the most goddamn comfortable jeans I've ever worn in my life, and I will always wear stretchy jeans from now on. Thank you. And that's it. I'm only going to do one story. That was a longer story. That's it for the podcast this week. This following week, I'm going to be in Los Angeles uh, for Audible, doing some more Esther Perel events. So I will very likely record next week's podcast somewhere in Los Angeles, which is just kind of fun for me to do. I am looking forward to going out there and uh, hanging out in the sunshine there. I don't anticipate too many street fests. I anticipate uh, I anticipate a lot of work 
and I'm going to try to because I have such an affinity for wax museums. They have a Madame Tussauds there. They have a Hollywood wax museum. So I'm going to try to squeeze out some time and go to a wax museum. If I manage to get to a wax museum, maybe I will bring my microphone and record some of that experience for next week's podcast with that in mind peculiar journeys is my podcast it is a storytelling podcast i record everything here in my house or in a hotel or wherever i happen to be and i record it all uh on a motive app with the sure mv88 microphone i hope that in listening to stories, it makes inspires you to perhaps go out and tell stories, go out and listen to stories. If you're in Chicago and you're not at least going once every two weeks to a storytelling open mic just to hear people tell stories, you're really, really missing the boat. It is one of the most entertaining things. It's so simple and yet so powerful. I recommend that. With that in mind, see you next week. Rock on.